0: Hello, my name is Ben McCarthy, and welcome to this week's episode of Anything But Square. Today, we are joined by the wonderful Raria. Hello. Hi. How are you?
1: <laughs> I'm good, thank you. How are you?
0: Pretty good. How was your um? How was your long weekend?
1: It was good. I actually did nothing for a change, which was really really nice. Just practicing for a few shows coming up, so it was good.
0: How did you find the uh, really really warm like weather o- over the weekend? I always struggle myself.
1: Yeah, that was a little bit of a struggle, but I just kind of kept myself in the studio um, and with the air con full blast. So I didn't really feel it, which was good.
0: Isn't that actually the best though, is like when you can just sit in a in, in a proper air conditioned room and just just sit and just kind of be like, yep, yeah, this is just chill. This is very chill, but very relaxing.
1: Yeah, it's probably the best thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite thing to do.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I very much would say that my first question is, Was there a particular moment in your life that you wanted to be a musician?
1: Definitely. I think I figured it out when I was really, really young. I was always listening to Hilary Duff when I was younger and watching the movies that she was in. And she was always writing songs in her movies. And so I just kind of started writing when I was really young, probably like I was 12 years old, just writing really bad love songs on the piano. And I think that's where it started for me. I just fell in love with writing my feelings down and, you know, it was kind of therapy for me, which was, yeah, something that was really good for me.
0: What was it about Hilary Duff that actually kind of um, inspired you? Like, was it her style? Was it her songwriting? Like, uh, uh, you um, can you, like, elaborate a little bit more?
1: So I think she just was always writing love songs, which was just something I loved to listen to when I was younger. There was this one movie called, I think it was Raise Your Voice, and I'd put that movie on replay like 20 times a day and she was a songwriter in the movie and that just really inspired me I was like this is so cool like you could have a job as a songwriter that's awesome and then she'd go and sing it and I'm like this is just so cool I want to do what she's doing so she that movie will always stick with me that's the movie that I think inspired me to become a songwriter and an artist.
0: And so do you remember your first kind of public like performance like was it at school was it?
1: Yeah I had quite a few (laughs) little like piano performances when I was little and then like talent contests at school. And then my mum would always make me perform at, I'm Italian, so there was this uh, showcase night called the Calabari Club. <laughs> and it's basically just a lot of old people, <laughs> like 70 to 80 year olds, basically getting together, just dancing to Italian music. And she would make me learn a couple of Italian songs and just like ABBA songs and get up and sing with the band. So. That's what kind of got my confidence up as a, a kid. And I was doing that when I was like 15, 16. So she was getting me ready kind of to see if I liked the industry, to see if I liked performing.
0: Well, that's really interesting. Like, because just to actually be able to do that when you're like 15 and to constantly do it, I very much suppose that that really does help uh, develop, like, not only your confidence, but in terms of, I think, your kind of kind of stage awareness I suppose and so very much as well like you you just mentioned that um that you that um that you play that that you that you played the piano was 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 that the first instrument that you learned or were there others or?
1: Yeah, so I think I started off with piano and then I went into guitar as well. And then I was really heavily doing, you know, piano and guitar lessons every, I remember every day after school, I had either tutoring for maths or English because I wasn't that, uh, like, you know, I wasn't that uh, wise at school with those kind of subjects. I think music was the one that I was you know, most knowledgeable. At. So um, I always had something on after school, I remember. But yeah, it was definitely piano and then guitar. And then I was just focusing on singing in between.
0: When you were obviously singing and very and very much probably at that point, like producing like tracks and things like that, were you doing all of that at home? Can you actually talk about that process early on in your, um, uh, in your career?
1: Yeah. So when I was starting to write music when I was really young, from age like 12 to 15, I was just doing basic voice demos on GarageBand on my laptop, really bad app on my um, laptop. So that's how I would get down my demos and everything. I never actually had anything produced or done from the age 12 to 15. But then at 15, I finally got into my first songwriting session with M Squared, which is, it consists of two guys, Michael Painter and Michael DeLorenzo. And we basically wrote, my first song under my old artist name at 15. And then from then on, I just was writing with different producers and getting songs made. And from 15 onwards, that's when my music started to finally come together and like come to life.
0: During that process, as you were saying, like when you actually like feel like where you very much felt that your music was actually coming together, was there a particular track or even actually a particular Moment during the during the post production process, we we're like, yes, like this is this is it, or effectively like we're 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 very much onto something here.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think writing with those guys, they are just so talented that we'd instantly get into the session, and then like two hours later, we had this song done, and it was fully produced and everything. And yeah, I think when you write with really amazing producers that also know how to write music too, it's just. It's like a match made in heaven. Like you come out of the session with a fully produced song after like five hours.
0: Yeah, because I kind of suppose like they've. I think the great kind of underlying like professionalism in terms of producing as well, in terms of, right, you know, here's, here's like, you know, part one, part two, part three, yeah. put it all together and then that's it. I did a filmmaking degree and obviously like to make a film best at the time, it takes, you know, can take like two years to really, if you know what you were doing, yes. you could probably do it in about two days, which is actually, you know, probably obviously very, very much the same experience that you had. So tell us about your song, Break Up With Her.
1: Yeah, so this song, it's been probably like a year since I wrote it and it's about basically for me, I had this situation where my ex and I broke up and then he found someone new that was very similar to me. So I wanted to write a song about how I was feeling at the time. And at the time I was like, oh, just break up with her. Like, why her, not me kind of thing. (laughs) It was kind of that jealousy thing when your partner moves on, you're like, oh, like why her? So I wanted to write a song about that subject. And it kind of just all fell together with the producer I was working with. And yeah, so break up with her is basically about just why would you go for that person instead of me kind of thing the the lyrics basically sum it all up so if you want to listen to it you'd get the idea in the first two sentences of the song
0: it's a very um catchy like very um a very very likeable song are you able to talk about the musical influences like behind that track were there any particular not only songwriting style that you were kind of going for, but also as well, like, like as well as also rhythmically, like what was it that you wanted to accomplish?
1: I wanted a song that I could basically cry and dance to at the same time. And for me, that song is the one for me. So, uh, and basically I was inspired by artists like Lauv um Khalid, I always say his name wrong, Khalid Khalid, everyone says it differently, Jeremy Zucker. And I think they were the artists that were influencing me so much at the time, they still do. And their sound and their type of writing influenced me on how I wrote Break Up With Her basically.
0: One of actually the other things that I wanted wanted to ask about is, is the music video because I because I also think like the music video it was incredibly well like produced. Was that the first music video that you'd done or had you done others like before?
1: Yeah, so I have released one single prior to releasing Break Up With Her and that was called Will You Tell Your Girlfriend? It's more of a lyric video than a music video. I felt like during ISO I couldn't really do music videos. So I was stuck with just like being in my bedroom filming basically and it was so hard to be creative so I kind of made it work like for will you tell your girlfriend I filmed on the bed <laughs> with all these photo frames behind me and polaroids and then for "Break Up with her I filmed near the desk so it's kind of not a music video but it kind of is and yeah so to answer your question I do have one other music slash lyric video <laughs>
0: But that's awesome though, in terms of like, I, I actually find that the best form of creativity comes out of necessity. And so I'm, I am really do apologize. I feel like now I'm, I'm probably going to get a little bit technical, but like, so to film it, what equipment did you use?
1: This was just before we went into Melbourne lockdown. So I did have um, Nathan Smart, who is my videographer, he films everything for me. And this was probably a week just before we went in into heavy, hard lockdown. So we filmed it just before, which was just like a blessing, thank God. Cause otherwise the song would have came out and I would have had no visuals to it. Yeah, so he filmed it and he edited it and he's just extremely talented, so
0: yeah. yeah. Were there any other like particular music artists or even, um, or even any kind of music video directors that you were influenced by in the making of the video?
1: yeah i mean when i finished writing these songs kind of the ideas for them just came naturally i didn't really look at any other music videos or lyric videos that inspired me for it i kind of just came up with all of these ideas and then told nathan who filmed it this is what i want to do this is how i want to look everything these are the props we need to get so i kind of wasn't influenced with the the visuals whatsoever actually it was more the songwriting i i looked to the artists that i like to grab inspiration but yeah not the not the visuals that's something that comes quite naturally to me thinking of ideas for videos i've always loved it
0: is there a is there a particular type of music video that you want to make in the future like a massive big epic you know sweeping you know
1: (sighs) I mean, there's so so many creative things I want to do, but we're kind of still limited, which is quite annoying. <laughs> but um, I know what I want to do for my following singles that are coming out, but there's nothing that's too extreme yet that I've come up with. You know, everything's quite chilled and laid back kind of um storytelling, just something that you can definitely relate to, uh, ideas. But, yeah, no, I haven't come up with something drastic yet, but I'm sure I will. My mind goes off into crazy places sometimes.
0: (laughs) The production of the the song itself was obviously done prior to Melbourne Lockdown. And so, again, did you produce any songs during during, uh, lockdown at home at all?
1: Yeah, so this song was actually during when we were locked down because my producer at the time for this track was... Uh, he's from New Zealand, so obviously we couldn't be in the studio together. So we just did it all uh, via the internet and just sending voice demos back and forth. And then like he would send me a mix of the song and I'd be like, okay, fix this up, blah, blah, blah. And then he'd send me back basically the final after a few tries.
0: But obviously I can assume that you would obviously much rather be in a studio, like being in that Definitely. studio environment rather than Definitely. recording on a phone then sending it back mm-hmm. and do all that kind of stuff.
1: I'm, I'm very, very much over uh, Zoom calls and Zoom videos I'm just so over it I love being in the studio vibing together with the actual uh, musicians and the writers and the producers it's so much more fun too because you can create connections at the same time and then you know order Uber Eats together and eat and then you know get back to writing so it's it's much more fun when you're in person definitely.
0: What is your go-to Uber Eats order when you are in the studio?
1: Oh, okay. So the last time I was doing major writing um, sessions was when I was in Sydney before lockdown last year, and we were always getting burritos, and we were just obsessed with burritos. So, and that's still probably my number one thing to get on Uber Eats.
0: And also, so just obviously quickly, like touching on Fed Live, so. What made you decide to break up with her to be the song that you would enter into the competition?
1: Uh, I, th- I feel like because it just came out, I had just released it and I was like, oh, I'll I'll enter with my new newly released single and we'll see what happens. And I was really wasn't expecting to even get a reply, to be honest. You know, I just thought it was one of those competitions where you send it and like you never hear back <laughs> kind of thing. But yeah, I was so shocked that you guys liked it so much. I was, yeah, I was really, really honored.
0: How did you find, I think, the voting campaign and things like that? Was that a bit nerve wracking? Or- it was a
1: little bit nerve wracking. Um, I was promoting the hell out of it like I was promoting it so much um to all my friends and family like please go vote for me please go vote for me it was so funny because obviously some of my family um members are quite they're much older so they didn't realize how to actually vote so but they would accidentally vote for other artists and not me and I'm like no no you have to scroll down and they're like no we already voted like we just voted the top one and I was like (laughs) that's not me (laughs) but they didn't realize how to actually do Mm. it you know they didn't they didn't think to scroll down on their phone Mm. they're they're quite old so yeah so bless them but (laughs) I think my friends all got it right but um (laughs) yeah it was very nerve-wracking because because I was like I hope they're all voting you know for me (laughs) but um it was I guess it was good fun at the same time it was good
0: and obviously as well, like, you know, it's very much such a wonderful achievement to to obviously to very much be part of the top 10. And obviously with that, you're part of the Fed Live um, lineup on Saturday, the 6th of February um, and performing here. How excited are you?
1: Oh, my gosh, I'm so excited. This will be my first live show back uh, since, you know the whole COVID and ISO lockdown and everything. So I'm so ready to just be up on a stage. And I haven't actually performed any of these singles I've released live yet, you know, in front of actual human people. Mm. (laughs) It's always been on either you know Facebook live or Instagram live and stuff like that so I am beyond excited it's gonna be so
0: much fun just actually quickly about about Melbourne lockdown and I think the use of social media as an artist I mean how important of a tool was that for you during like Melbourne lockdown
1: basically it was the most important thing at the time like if, if we didn't have social media as artists during lockdown we would have kind of had nothing to promote our music no way of getting our music across nothing so it meant basically everything to us artists to have that social media platform
0: so for you like going forward is it very much going to be a balance between live kind of performances as well as also doing those like instagram facebook kind of live like kind of mini performances is it actually going to be that kind of fine balance or or do you feel that you're going to focus a little bit more on, on either platform?
1: I prefer to perform live in public over, you know, social media, but, you know, I'm still happy to always jump on a live here and there on social media when I'm bored or like when I feel like I should just, you know, show some demos or you know have a have a bit of a sing-along on them Mm -hmm. i'm happy to do that but i definitely prefer performing in front of a crowd and you know feeling the energy in the room so i moving forward i would definitely just love to start doing more live performances in person than online
0: that's awesome and so after your fed live performance um what are you hoping to do next
1: just release more music basically. I'm so excited, I've got all of this music that I've been holding for so long and I just wanna quickly release it, release it. But obviously there's always timeframes with being an artist. So yeah, so I will definitely be releasing a lot more music, hopefully more shows, um, an EP show hopefully and, yeah, just release a whole lot of music for everyone.
0: And uh, where can people find you on social media, online, like music streaming services?
1: Yep. so basically all my social media handles are at That girl Raria. And on Spotify, I'm just called Raria. And yeah, that's where you can find me.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us like this afternoon. Good luck. Uh, break a leg for <laughs> Saturday. <laughs> thank um, you. And yeah.
1: Awesome. Thanks so much for having me.
0: No worries. Thank you.
1: Thank you.